You are being watched. The fandom has a secret system. A podcast. Broadcasts every hour of every day. I designed the podcast to help fandom grow, but it grew beyond me. And now, it's for ordinary people. People like you. The people in the mainstream considered irrelevant. They wanted to act, so I decided I would. But I needed a partner. A person with the skills to record and broadcast. Hunted by the media, we work in secret. You'll never find us. But every two weeks, you'll hear from us again. We are the Irrelevant List. Hello, I'm Harold. It's been two weeks since you have heard from us. Actually, it's been like forever what? since you've heard from us the last time. So you know what? Welcome back to the Irrelevant List. <laughs> Longer than two weeks. I'm Harold. I'm joined by Odalis, and it's... <laughs> Hello! And you know what? That intro doesn't really work much anymore because we're on like a hiatus. But uh, it's season three, folks. We've made it. The hiatus is over. Yeah! Welcome to uh, welcome to the irrelevant list, episode five. Uh, we're talking about the episode Liberty that premiered this past Tuesday, or this Tuesday of this week, since this video will be uploaded the week of. Uh, of Liberty. So we're going to talk about Liberty. Let me just give a summarization. It's simple. Person of Interest is back. We got we got all of our characters back. We see Root, we see Shaw, except Shaw's now working with uh, uh, Reese and Finch. Uh, and they're, they're working a new number. It's pretty much Person of Interest, but, you know, they're working a number of Sailor. It's uh, season three. The machine is different now. The machine is set free. There's a new intro. You saw the intro at the beginning because, well, we use the Person of Interest intro for our intro. So you know what, and I and I don't get shut down for copyright because you know well I voice over it now, choke it. But uh, it is back. Person of interest is back. It's simple. In the first five minutes, you literally, you could tell person of interest is back. Hostage negotiator. It, this episode's so hyped for me. I, I'm just happy that's all. Oh. Back in the saddle with it. So, welcome back to the irrelevant list. Welcome back, person of interest. Time to get into this. So we talked. We already summarized Liberty, and this may be the most excited I am for an episode of all time because the last episode I sounded like I was droning out half the time, but this time I sound like I'm hyped up on drugs. Don't worry, I do not have a drug problem. I do not need to go into rehab. But anyway, I'm not Lindsay Lohan. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Liberty now. The Liberty has had some mixed reviews. Some people enjoyed it. Most people disliked it. It's it's another one one of those where it was just meh. It is the first episode of the season though, so and there was no cliffhanger ending, but they did not do too much of uh, too good of a job bridging the gap between seasons one and two. I mean seasons two and three. Yeah, I'm still like trying to figure out what the time date was. Someone told me three months, and I'm thinking it's a little bit shorter than that. Uh, and you know you know. It, it's quite weird. They didn't bridge the gap exactly. They just jumped right back into it. I mean, it's relevant in the first few minutes. You see all of our main <laughs> protagonists again. Carter's demoted. She's a officer now. I should have mentioned spoilers in the first few minutes, but it will be in the title anyway. We are going to spoil certain small little tidbits. But we already did that in the previous episode, so you know, you're listening to a person of interest podcast a bunch of, about, uh, of two geeks geeking out about person of interest, so you know what? Oh well. Expected. 
Just, just <laughs> expect it. Now, also, happy birthday, Jim Caviezel, because this was filmed. <laughs> this was filmed on the day of Jim Caviezel's birthday. It probably will not get up until the day of uh, after that. But uh, happy birthday, Caviezel. Happy birthday, Michael Emerson, because we did not have an episode that week of his birthday. But happy birthday to both of you. Since the last episode of the Season 2 DVD has been released, it is a fantastic yeah. DVD. I have not watched it yet. But, uh... Go buy it, go buy it, people. Just go buy it. Uh, buy the Season 1 DVD if you haven't already. But anyway, let's get into Liberty. So, uh, according to Odalis, somebody told her it's set three months after Season 2. I don't know. Which doesn't is. seem very likely, though. Yeah, I it's a little bit shorter than that, because some of the stuff, because you had talked to me about part of getting the motor, it's like... You thought that happened, and it wouldn't have taken too long because IED was still investigating, you know, her story. So that probably wouldn't have taken too long because IED probably on the page, you know. So yeah. it probably didn't take too long for her to get the motor. I say maybe a month. I, yeah, I would say it's either a month, or it could even be in the same month of season two's finale. It could even be just. Nice. It could be up to like three weeks later. It could be up to two weeks later. We don't know the exact date that season two ended. We don't know the exact date of this episode. I just, yeah, because like when we talk about some we stuff, just know that both both of these are set in 2013. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there wasn't any sort of like you know date line from the machine yet, so probably we'll figure it out when that happens. It's just like I got weirded out by a couple of scenes in that, but carry on. But uh, you know, this episode was a great return to first of interest, even if it was somewhat a disappointment to some people. I myself, I enjoyed the episode. I felt some bits of it were just meh, but I'm just happy to see Reese and Finch back. Also, I just love Michael Everson and Finch's role, and I just love Finch in general. So, I mean, I'm just happy to see him in, again. It was, it was pretty amusing that it, that it really did take about two minutes before stuff really went down. <laughs> yeah, the first five minutes of the episode were really uh, person of interest esque. Uh huh. But I, I am excited uh, about. Uh, Seeing what happens in episode two because they did they did show a lot of stuff about that. But let's let's talk specifically about Liberty now. Actually, before we talk about that, I, I keep saying that, but let's actually talk about the intro now. There's some new things in the intro. The intro, as you saw in the beginning, it's different than season two's intro. Uh, the words are the Finch's dialogue is the same. It's not, but it's not exactly the same as it was. Uh, you see uh, Reese and Finch in a train station as the camera pans. Uh, it's really nice. It's really cool. Uh, you see, you see Root for like a split second, and then you see Carter and Fusco, and you see all of the main protagonists. But it's really a cool, different intro than what we uh, had seen before. And I, I want to know what the season four intro is going to be like. This intro is red. Uh, maybe season four is going to be blue. I don't know. Maybe green. But who knows? But uh, this intro, I think the reason why it's so different. I think you. I think the reason why it's red is the machine is free. It's, it, it doesn't have the shackles anymore that it had. And, I mean, it's always somewhat been free, but, I mean, it doesn't have the, the shackles. It's able to judge. It's able to... It's it's pretty much becoming its own person, per se, but well, it can't now, walk around. It, now it can do whatever it wants to do, because, like, you see it in the episode, like, what, like towards the beginning of the episode, where it's like, you know... <laughs> when Finch is holding up the newspaper, it's like, well, it looks like it's still helping the government. Yeah, and that's that's fantastic, and I'm happy to see the machine is still doing its job. It's still got its fix. Because I, mean, I had thought that when the virus, like, messed it up, that it wasn't going to work properly ever again. So it's nice to know that it was just, like, a little, like, a little stumble just to make it reset. 
But uh, I, I'm happy to see the machine again. I'm happy to see all of our returning cast again. Uh, all of the cast is still great as always, except it's the writers who really kind of screwed this episode up. Uh, and, and the intro is still as fantastic as season two intro. It was pretty much season one's intro, just a little bit different in some areas. Some uh, one one line was cut, as shorted to like 39 seconds, but uh, it was still it's still a cool intro. I like this intro better than the first two seasons intros combined. Uh, they're they're fantastic. This is a fantastic intro, and I will be using it until season four's intro. If that even if that intro isn't as fantastic, though, I'm not using it. You hear me, Jonah? That make a more fantastic intro for season four because you did a fantastic job. Uh, but you know, let's actually talk about Liberty now because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. This episode was meh for a lot of people, and it was great for others. And a lot of people, and but the, you know, the critics who reviewed this stuff on a, like a daily basis, uh, like the TV critics per se, they didn't really like it. They thought it was unspectacular compared to season one's pilot. Season two's pilot. Uh, I'm gonna go on the page and be done with this. <laughs> but uh, in general, it is only the first episode. This isn't going to be reflecting the entire season. No, whoa! I think everyone's still off of the fact that the first season was a cliffhanger ending, and then it just like jumped in. Like the season two started up like seconds after the finale, so there was no you know guessing game as to what was going on in between. This one has some sort of guessing game with all the stuff that's going on. I mean, and there were still some threads left hanging in season two that they could have answered at the beginning of season three. Give them time, you know. You know, we we didn't like how the writers did, but you know, that's you know, with the way these guys are, they obviously have something planned for later. The writers, honestly, they had a stroke as they were okay, writing this. Okay, we'll give them that. They may have had like a little bit of a of a bump for this episode. Great. No, I mean, maybe they had writer's block. It happens to the best of us. I mean, <laughs> Relevance in itself was another episode people disliked. But at the same time, it happens once in a while. Not every television show is perfect. Even even Doctor Who isn't perfect. But, uh... And I, I think maybe the reason I'm kind of disappointed with this one... I, I was disappointed with the season 2 finale, though. But at the same time... I was coming off of the elementary season finale, the two-hour one, which was fantastic, but, uh, I guess maybe that's why I was a little disappointed, but at the same time, just looking back on it, season one's finale had that, like, you felt like maybe Fusco was betraying them, Carter didn't know Fusco was working with them, and then when she pulls Fusco into the bathroom, he thought something really bad was gonna happen, then you find, then they find out that they're working for the same team, and Reese is cornered by the SWAT and the HR, a lot of stuff happened. Season 1's finale was fantastic. Season 2's, on the other hand, it was more of a comedy. I felt like I was watching Conan of Interest because uh, he he rolls up in the Ferrari, he shoots that guy in the uh, uh, at that wedding, and he's like, congratulations, just drives away, even though this is like... That scene, I like, that scene makes me chuckle because Reese always has those crazy one-liners and things like that, but it was actually pretty funny, but you know the whole thing about it is that you gotta slip up once in a while, and they said that they said this from the beginning that the season two ending was going to be a closure on a chapter. So there was a, we, I wasn't expecting a cliffhanger to begin with because of what I read about it beforehand. And I don't really read much about First of Interest. I watch the series and we do this, but uh, I, I'm just on a Facebook group and they tend to update a lot of information. So that's where I that's where I got the information. <laughs> but needless to say, I uh, I mean both of the like from season one to season two wasn't that good. Uh, like, season one's finale to season two's finale just wasn't that great. 
Season 3's opening, it felt, and I think uh, we, we said this off camera and off uh, this podcast, we said uh, this felt like a whole new pilot, and it's probably because Season, two clo- season 2's finale closed a chapter in the storyline. This okay. is opening up a whole new chapter, so that could be the reason why a lot of people felt that way. There wasn't a cliffhanger, but there was still stuff left hanging, hanging in the previous season that will probably be flushed out by the end of the season. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be a surprise if they, by episode, by the halfway season point, that something major happens, maybe even earlier, because they tend to do that where they, like, throw in a couple of episodes of procedural POI episodes, and then a couple of, and they throw a little bit of story in it. Like, like in Liberty, they did the same thing with two um, other plots to worry about. Yeah. And it'll carry over later, and then it'll just develop on its own. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Liberty is a... F- a good episode. It's actually a really interesting episode because you see a lot of the stuff that we hadn't seen at the end of season two or throughout season two, and it's just a nice way to see First of Interest returning, even if it was a mass season premiere. But uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the thing. This deals with uh, Reese Shaw and Finch trying to save a sailor. It's pretty interesting because you see a lot of stuff. You see like the underground thing. You see. You see the underground like bar or something in that uh, in that uh, grocery store. You see Carter is now a police officer. She is no longer a police detective. She got demoted last season, uh, in season two towards the end. Right. Uh, Fusco has a new partner <laughs> who, who looks like he may staple his forehead before the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, somebody said that he looked like he ate paste, and it actually cracked me because we only saw him for about what five seconds while he was talking to Carter. Yeah. <laughs> And he looks like he will staple his forehead by the end of the season. Right. But, uh, needless to say, uh, you saw Root in the mental asylum talking to, uh, her psychiatrist in the mental asylum. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, he, he told me she's, like, on timeout or something from the machine, but the machine just told her, okay, you stay put until something happens. Why can't the machine do that to Shaw? Uh... Stay put, Shaw! Go eat a steak and a knife somewhere else. Um, but needless to say, it was a good episode if you just view it as not a season premiere. If you re- just view it as a normal person of interest episode, it is a very good episode. But if you view it as a season premiere, it was meh compared to the other two. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, this episode is interesting for a lot of reasons. Cause you see, and then you see Elias again, too. Oh, who at God. the end of season two, you saw get saved by Carter. And now this thing's apparently even worse than we thought. <laughs> and the Russians own all of New York, because, you know, you need the vodka. I I just find it funny because I was wondering what was going on with that, and I just love the fact that they touched upon that in this episode, that she's getting it way over her head. Like, I'm surprised at what's going on, if I can just keep talking about Carter, it. Carter has Elias. She's, she's trying to take down HR. He's I mean, not talking to Reese about any of it, and their relationship seems to be better at some point, which was strange because of what how the the second half of season two seems to never have happened. Yeah, exactly. It was like they were ice cold to each other, but now someone ends up mentioning that it was like the roles were reversed, where now she's hiding stuff from him. It's just like ah, it makes me so angry because she thinks she could do it, and it, it's going to obviously be some sort of cataclysm for something in the later episodes. It's going to be the climax. Oh, very funny. She's gonna probably be using bait or something, you know? Something's gonna happen. Something's People gonna happen, Reese. Or she'll be a number this season. She 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 was a number in season one. Let's yeah. see if she'll be a number in season three. 
Well, one of the things is that if there's a freaking rumor going around that they are going to try to go with that romantic route and people are going to state that, well, something's going to happen to her that makes Reese have to question what's going on. Because people have pointed out, like, a part, a scene in this episode where he gets the note from Fusco and people are like, I don't know if they're just imagining it, but when he looks at the note, people are like, I don't know if they're looking too much into this or it might be something that is just clever because of the way John looks at the note and then looks at the camera and he looks worried. Because he wonders where she got the information from. Because she, cause she said when Finch called her, you know, I got another source, you know, I'll call you back. And then when she goes to see Elias, she turns off the phone. Yeah, and I think Finch would have noticed that, that her phone <laughs> is offline for a, a few minutes at least. Yeah. So, obviously, they're going to start getting suspicious, probably by episode 5 of season 3. I got, tw- I got 20 bucks that says Reese, like, put the track on her or stalks her and finds out. And finds out about Elias and how she's trying to take down HR. I really want to see how she's going to try to take down HR. I think that will be an interesting plot point. That's one of the things that I'm, I remember I was kind of, like, psyched about that they were going to approach in the season. It's just like, you know, I want to see them all in jail. I, I don't even care at this point. I want to see them in jail and Carter get a Because job of by- what they be- what they did to beat her. She's still, she, that's the thing. She still, like, has, she has, like, that panel on the back wall of her bedroom. And she has it hidden. I think she knows Reese breaks into her house because she has it hidden in her closet. What happens if Reese goes to chill in her closet for a while? Like, I don't know, maybe she's... <laughs> he's only ever broken into her house, like, like twice, but she's being really secretive about, like, about doing this. And we all know Reese is gonna catch wind of it and he's gonna come down and... He's he... already catching wind of it. Oh, I mean, yeah, but he, he's, he's getting, you know... He probably knows that Elias is out of prison now. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> concerned because there's, there's, they had three scenes in this episode which was very strange compared to what happened at the end of season two. And I'm sorry I'm going to go on this tangent, but I can't get over it. They had these two scenes together where he kept asking her, are you okay? You know, and then in the last scene, he's like, if you ever need help, you can always call me. It's like, when did this happen? Like, you know, a few months ago, you didn't give a rat's ass about her or Fusco. And all of a sudden, it's turned around and now, he's, now they're cool. Well, not really, because now she's hiding stuff from him, but still. So, I don't know, it? there's something that isn't explained. Like, you were right, he is ice cold about, the, he was ice cold about Fosco and Carter. He said, it was pretty much clear that he didn't care what happened to Fosco, but he, but it's clear that he did care about what happened to Carter, though, because, like, in, when he, when she becomes a number, when they find out about it, he, he directly says, there's some people that, that the world cannot afford to lose. I love the episode, the way, because I love Get Carter just because of the way he acts trying to protect her, because he's protecting her because she's genuinely a good person, like a good cop, you know? Yeah, and so I think, I, I mean, he does care about her, but so, you know. This is more than a freaking friendship, because somebody mentioned that it's like their, their relationship is probably the only one that's voluntary. They don't have to associate with each other. They even talk, they, in those two scenes, they actually had a bit of personal talk that had nothing to do with the case, which they don't have to do. They choose to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of nice of them. I mean, it, it just seems like if there was a, if, if, the, if it does happen that there is a three-month period between Liberty, I, I mean, between Godmode and Liberty, maybe something happened in that time and we just don't know. All he said was that it's been a while since they talked, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> what's going on, writers? Can we get, like, a flashback or something? It's kind of annoying that you, like, had them fix the relationship off-season, and, and that's just fuel for fanfic writers, because it's just, we were, like, hoping something, that the relationship would get that chemistry again, and it sort of kind of did, because that's what we missed at the end of season two. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I think I think I'd, I'd really like to see them touch upon that more, and which we may see throughout season three. I'm sorry, but I had to I had to talk about it because I was as giddy as a schoolgirl when I saw those scenes. But I, I want to talk about something quick, because we'll, right. let's get off the Carter subject. We'll talk about that in episode two, if there is more Carter stuff to talk about. Right. Let's talk about something quick, because there's something I heard the other day. People have been complaining about Shaw. I mean, people have been complaining about Shaw since relevance, but at the same time, she has a four-year contract with the show. People were... That's what someone told me. I'm not sure if that was true, because I'm not, like, too technical about that stuff, but that's what someone told me, and I'm like... She probably well, does. If she became well, a core character, she probably does. Well, that's probably good news in general, because then you know the show's going to be on for at least two more years. Well, you never know, because they could always cancel the show. <clears throat> but at the same time, people were complaining about her. Now, when you complain about Shaw... I, I get it. I, I mean, she came in at that point where people were hyped to see more recent Finch, and then there was no recent Finch. There but at the same time, it wasn't... Like, now you're, people are complaining about her in Season 3. I liked her in Season 3. She did a good job. They didn't overuse her in Season 3. I was worried that she... Like, who... Who said that they were like, they I can't think about it, but it's like, I just know that she wasn't in my face for too long to become annoying. Like, there were a couple of scenes where it was just cheesy, and I remember reading people saying that they didn't like the fact that they tried too hard to make her like Reese, but, like, somebody came up with the formula, being a badass equals being an asshole, which is what she was acting like. Yeah. But anyway, I do hope I do hope they keep it like this. I actually liked her performance in it. She did a good job. It's just that it was the writer's fault that a lot of people disliked her. And, I mean, we already said the writers possibly had a writer's block during this episode. Because it seemed to either be jumping around or moving too fast. But rewatching it made it clear that, you know... They, they... Watch, we're saying that now, and then, like, five or six episodes down the line, they're going to do something amazing, we're going to take it all back. We, we probably will. I'm just saying, they had writer's block for this episode. A season Episode 2 could be fantastic. It's just episode 1 wasn't. Uh, it was meh. I do like I did like Shaw in this episode, but she seems too much like Reese for me to really like her. I don't want a female Reese. I want Reese, not a female version. And, I, uh, and people don't ask for them to cancel her four-year contract. She doesn't deserve it. It's not her fault. It's not the performer's fault. It's the writer's fault. Even if they can canceled it... it it wouldn't improve if she wasn't there. The like if she wasn't there, I mean guess I guess if some people who dislike the character wouldn't like her, but the writing probably wouldn't change. No, wouldn't. If you disliked her because of the writing, then it's because of the writers. And if they fire the writers, I mean I don't know. Well, we'll just give her a pass in this episode because I was afraid that she was just going to be in every single flip and scene. I'm going to give her a pass. I, I got to say, she did a good job in this episode. They didn't throw her in your face too much. Well, like the thing was is that were you the one that said you didn't like the fact that she undermined Reese and pretty much brushed off Harold like in that in that first scene, like where she just smashed her phone and you know because she killed people and obviously Harold's against that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I think, and I, I think maybe they're not gonna be throwing Sean in your face too much. I do lot, want to see normal person of interest episodes without her once in a while, though. I'd really like to see an episode in season three where she's not in it for once. And I think right. that would be nice. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, there were episodes in season two where you didn't see Fosco, so I mean. Yeah, I'm just happy because I forgot to mention Bear's back, and I'm I'm very happy, and I hope he gets the two guys' balls off. Just had to get that out there. Yes, but uh, you know what? 
I'm gonna give Shaw a pass. It wasn't her fault. It was the writers. This episode wasn't Matt. It, it, and, you know, a lot of people disliked it, and it was Matt. So, at the end of this case, even if everybody did spectacular, I don't think they could have saved the writing. Right. Like you said, it has a bad episode once in a while. It's not gonna be everyone... It's like if they had Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, and Leonardo DiCaprio all in the same episode doing fantastic performances, it still wouldn't have saved the writing. Person of interest... The reason why it's such a great show is because of the fantastic writing and the fantastic performances from all the actors. It's just when there's a bad writing and the fantastic actors, sometimes the, they can't perform the bad writing correctly. And it's I kind of the writer's fault for this. But this episode was, mad. it was at least a good return to person of interest. It would be nice to have a return in the first place. Yes, and now I want to tell you, kind of touch base on Rude, because she's in the psychi uh, psychiatric ward of a hospital. She's in the funny farm, pretty much. They're coming to take her away to the funny farm, where life is beautiful all the time, she got to see the men in the great white coats again. The truth is, I'm stuck here for now. And the only dialogue you need to be worried about is between me and her, which is why you might want to give me my phone back. Because I'm having an argument. Would you like to know the truth, Doctor? About what we're arguing over? Whether or not I'm gonna kill you. But, uh... She's so pained in there, like, she couldn't... She could, like, she's... She seems so pained, like all she could do was talk to the guy about what she was doing. All I gotta say is that she uses Ubuntu, it's her fault. But I just, I'm just wondering, like, why the machine, I, 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 like, I told you this, like, a few minutes ago, like, I'm wondering if the machine's, like, waiting for her to calm down or something before, because it told her to stay put in the asylum. That's what they said. Yeah. When it called her at the end of season two, it was pretty much telling her to stay put. And it's, I'm just wondering, because you said you saw the graphic at the end of the episode that, where it was calculating her violent tendencies up compared to, like, an asset meter. Asset meaning, like, recent Finch. Yeah, so maybe it's considering it, but it wants her violent nature to go down a little bit before it might consider her an asset. And then there's something that's in blue. That's what Shaw is. Shaw is in blue. I'm not exactly sure what that is, because it does not say. It does not say what the blue square means. Yeah. So if it's active, it seems it doesn't. It doesn't give you a percentage for what she's towards for the blue square. She was, I think, a blue square in uh in season two. So I don't know. She wasn't relevant to it. It was the blue square was for Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, for her and Cole when they were working. You know, when they were working the blue. And I just thought of something. I think I just figured out what the blue means. It means people who dealt. Do deal with the relevant numbers. The people who stopped the terrorists that the machine sent are in blue. The people right. who stopped the irrelevant are in yellow. Yeah, which is kind of like uh, Reese Fitch. Now, we have not seen Shaw in a square as of this season, so she may be yellow now. Maybe. But either that or she has too much of a violent tendency and she's kind of now neutral. That's the... Wait, that's the problem because the, there's the thing about the violent nature because you saw, like I said with Ruth, like I think the machine has a sort of um, system where it'll consider someone an asset, but only if they have a certain amount of violent, like the violent nature is a certain level. 
Kind of like Reese. Reese is violent, but he's yeah, only yeah. at a certain level of violence. Well, he's not, he's not, um, lethal. Like, in terms of, like, killing someone, he never does that. Like, he always goes for the kneecaps, and he almost never kills someone unless he has to. Yeah. And that's the great part about Reese. He doesn't kill people if he, unless he has to. So then, you know, at the same time, that's a good thing. But we'll see. Will Root become an asset by the end of the season? Maybe. Will, be, will she break out of the mental hospital? Probably. Well, she had an interesting like thing that she said at the end of the episode when she told the psychiatrist the truth. Because she was communicating using the phone that she stole, and she got like all this information from the from her therapist. And then she, at the end of the episode, was kind of like, which kind of creeped me out a little bit was she was just like, I'm debating on how, the machine is debating on how I'm going to kill you. Like it's trying to calculate how she's going to kill the psychiatrist. So, oh shoot. So yeah, that's kind of creepy. I want to see how it goes with Rue. We'll see. Maybe we'll see more for an episode two. I think epi you're right though. I think episode five is going to be the giant climax for these past uh, these episodes. Maybe if not, it might be later on the line in this season. Because when did the Riker story happen? Like maybe it happened. Uh, like what was it? It was like episode ten. It was like episode because episode eleven was Shadowbox, I think. So right around the mid the mid season point was when it happened. And and it's confirmed by Amanda Siegel that they're getting 22 episodes a season. So. Yeah, and the reason why uh, season one had uh, 23 was because CBS ordered one more. I heard. So if they never did that extra episode, we may never have had such a good season premiere for season two. Because maybe if they didn't do that extra episode, we were going to have a cliffhanger. <laughs> they may have just they may have done the cliffhanger at the beginning of season uh, two. Oh, that's another thing about it. The two episodes of season two were about, you know, getting Finch back. Contingency. Contingency was about getting Finch back, but at the same time they were dealing with a number. So really it just felt more like he was dealing with a number and not trying to focus on getting Finch back too much. But Bad Code is my, one of my favorite episodes of the show, actually, uh, where he gets Finch back. Of course. Because, you know, I, 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 hate, I hate seeing Finch in danger, but I feel like it adds more tension to the show. After that preview from, at the end of Liberty, you might have the same incident. Because I'm just curious about that preview, though. Like, I am, I'm too. Because of the cause and effect of Harold getting hurt. Because in the preview, it shows him getting hit in the back of the head. And then some few seconds later, you have the guy in the elevator, and the elevator absolutely goes nuts. Yeah. You're talking about the machine doing that. Might be. So, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty good. But uh, we will we will see in uh, see episode two what happens really because I really want to see what happens to Finch uh, in episode two. But th this this should be interesting. I think a lot of our questions will be answered by the end of season three. I think they will flush out some of the things that were left hanging in Season 2 by the end of Season 3. I do hope Season 3 is better than Season 2. Season 2 had meh episodes, but it was spectacular in some areas. I just hope Season 3 is... After uh, Episode 1, I just hope it's pretty much Season 1 all over again. Fantastic all across the board. It'll probably have like some sort of arc episode in the mid-season that might... I'm hoping for a Grace arc this season. That would be interesting to see something maybe... She might be in danger and her number comes up. I'll be I'd really like to see how Finch would handle it, though. And the interesting part I want to I want to bring up about why I think there may be a Grace arc is because you see flashbacks of childhood Finch. It would it be possible that they're showing that it was flashbacks because, oh, uh, I don't know, who knows? But you know, I'm hoping to see if maybe 
uh, we have a Grace arc this season. Maybe even the se season finale is a Grace arc. The last three seasons are a giant... Uh, I mean, the last three episodes of the season are a giant Grace arc, and at the end of the season, she sees Finch again. I'm actually holding hope that somehow he has to tell her the truth. The problem is that, you know, still, you know, we still got that elephant in the room being the government's still trying to kill us, you know, trying to find us, and we still don't know what's going on with She could always go into hiding with Finch. Isn't that just romantic? Ah, with his epic covers, yeah. His cover stories. He's really good at that stuff, though. I, I do wish we have a Grace arc this season, but we will see. If they don't, I just hope for it somewhere down the line. Because I really want to see Finch reunite with Grace. Even yeah. if it's only for a few minutes. Yeah. I'd really like to see her know that he is actually alive. Yeah, I'm pulling for that. Because we've only really had, like, those instances where he, like, catches her when she's walking out of the house. And it just makes you feel sorry for him because he really cares about her. When he sees her, you can see that look in his eyes, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. And then when they show the flashback, oh jeez. It, it just tears your heart apart. But uh, anyway, I think this this pretty much covers episode one, Liberty of season three. <laughs> we may be switching to weekly because we got to make sure we stay on top of these episodes. It's season three now. Back when we were on the hiatus, it was cool to do two weeks. I'm not sure about two weeks anymore. We will have to discuss this some other time. Uh, being Odalis, but I will see you. And Odalis will see you in the next Irrelevant List. Say goodbye. Bye! Goodbye. I am Harold, and we will see you in... Heck, I don't know, a week or two. A week or two. <laughs> a week or two.